From the Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce, this is an In Conversation with Special, recorded live at the Devon Business Show 2023. Supported by Westcott's Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Presented by Paul Philpott and produced by Fresh Air Studios in Plymouth. Hello and welcome to another edition of In Conversation with Live at the Devon Business Show here on behalf of the Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce. My name is Paul Philpott. I'm your podcast host here from Fresh Air Studios. And my word, they're a noisy bunch behind us, aren't they? Crikey! It's literally jam-packed down there. We are so pleased with the attendance that we've had so far. Now, let's introduce you to a couple of our additional zone sponsor, no, partners. We like partners. Partners is the word. Must get it right, Paul. Um, from Plymouth Marjon University, we have a Jenny Bishop, who is our obviously not her, um, is our education and skills zone partner. You, single-handedly. Oh, <laughs> all on my own. All, all on your own. Um, all no, on your own. Hello. <laughs> and um, from WH Scott and Son Engineers, our marine construction and manufacturing zone partner. We say hello to Dan Hedson as well. Hello. 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 Is it Hedson or Henson? Henson. Henson. Yes. Uh, was, that, was that a comedy? Not to the, the best Henderson, of my knowledge. I, mean, I know, I don't know. Oh, Bigfoot and the Henderson, Big, sure thinking. No, that's close enough. I'm, 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 yes. Now, <laughs> now um, actually, Jenny, having you sat next to me now here brings back memories of many an interview that I've done with you live yep. on, on Plymouth Sound Radio, the, uh, the radio station that is sadly, or rather, <laughs> well, some might say sadly, uh, and no more. And I do remember I interviewed you in this very building in the showers. You did? Yes. About 20 years ago, Paul, it when never... we were children. Oh, my when word. When you were Black Thunder Paul That's back in right. the day. Yeah. What were we doing in the showers? And I can't quite remember. I think Mick Hucknall from Simply Red had complained that our showers were too cold. <laughs> so I think we'd gone to do a funny little skit in the showers yeah. to see if that was really true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I think I can see why. I still have no idea why we did that. But, you know, we did quite a few things that we, we probably did. would best be forgotten right now. Um, you're very kindly our partners when it comes to education and skills zone. Why have you chosen to, to come on board in that way? So um, a lot of people watching this, tuned in, will know of Marjon, Plymouth Marjon University. Um, Plymouth's lucky enough to have three universities. There's Marjon, there's Plymouth Uni, and there's the Arts Uni now. And Marjon, really, I think people hold it quite fondly in their hearts. They know that we're great at delivering teaching. They know that we're great in the world of sport. We do loads around PE, physical activity. There's so much more that we do. So we're here today to really raise awareness of everything that Marjorie can offer in terms of undergraduate and postgraduate study. Also what the campus can offer. So up in Derriford in the north of the city, we've got all kinds of facilities. So we really want to understand how business and community might want to work with us in our campus. And we're also asking business about the skills of the future, what they might need uh, looking ahead. And I'm just looking at, um, to the side. We've got William Telford, a business journalist extraordinaire. Um, who's just taking some photographs. Everybody wave at William. There we go. You can have a seat if you want to. There's, there's room for another interviewee. <laughs> he, he's, I think he's politely declining. Um, let's, take a, let's discuss now marine construction and manufacturing. Um, WH Scott & Son Engineers, you're very kindly our zone partner there. Marine and manufacturing, that's a, that's a big thing within the city of Plymouth and indeed the region, isn't it? Yeah, of course. So the dockyard being one of the biggest industries in the city, one of the biggest things to give employment out across everywhere, 
we're partnered up with Babcock, who are the main contractor inside the dockyard. So that's the main reason why we're here. We got a contract with them and we started working with them around about five years ago, uh, mostly for just crane maintenance. We look after the non-nuclear cranes, but then we started to supply cranes to them. And we also started opening to other facets within, within the dockyard and we spread out openly around the area. And we now will run the entire country from the UK office, whereas it was a subsidiary. Now that's become the UK hub based out of Plymouth. And um, am I right in hearing that you've got some kind of virtual reality experience that you're going to plug Jenny yeah, into? That's right. Jenny's going to come over and she's going to drive a virtual crane. Yeah. On I think our it's the career I've been missing. I think so yeah. as well. Yeah. I think you need to come over and work for us. So drive a virtual crane, what does that involve? So it's, you're going to put on the headset and they're a fixed crane. So most factories will have a crane that runs over the top of the building for picking up heavy things and moving them around. Mm -hmm. And we're going to pick up a heavy thing and move it around without bumping into anyone or killing anyone because it's just on a virtual reality headset. I like that idea, I like that idea. Obviously, you know, all accidents are best avoided. And um, when it comes to skills then, and um, I, I can imagine the marine industry is looking out for very particular types of skill set, or indeed, are, are you not? You're looking out for something quite wide ranging, actually. I've never really thought We do quite a large variety. So the, the skill set is relatively high level. We always yes. look for highly trained engineers if we're doing any engineering work, but we also have field inspectors, people that carry out safety inspections on equipment. The lifting industry itself is very tightly run by a set of legislation called LOLA. We have to have everything checked under LOLA to make sure it's safe to use. So mm -hmm. one facet of our business is checking things, making sure they're safe to use. The other side is the engineering. So the designing, the installation and the maintenance of equipment. And technology, I can imagine, is coming on leaps and bounds with absolutely. the new industry. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it, every time you turn around, it's completely flying. You've new inverter drives, new safety features. The kit's incredible that you can get nowadays. Now, technology, of course, drives skills for the future. I think it's fair to say in the last, I don't know, six months before chat GPT, before AI even was, was, a, was a subject, we probably had, we probably knew where we were and what our skills requirements are. For an educational organisation like Marjon, this must make it very difficult for you to try and plan for the skills needs of the future when perhaps we don't know what that future is going to look like or are you? Well, it's, it's a really interesting conversation that we're having quite a lot up at Marjon. Um, some of the programmes we deliver, teaching, uh, physical education, sport, there is a real practical element to those still. But in almost every career now, you're going to encounter technology. Uh, but our view is, what, we're not going to try and teach how do you use ChatGPT. What we're interested in is how do you develop people, be they straight out of school or coming to learning later in life, who know how to learn. Who are curious about digital technologies, who have got the skill set to learn something new, and then they can apply it to whatever platform might come along next. Because I think it's fair to say that the, the careers you and I do now weren't invented 20 years ago when we were last in, you know, on this stage doing uh, recording in this building. So it's fair to say that the careers young people today are going to go into may not have been imagined yet. So we need to help create young people who are ready to learn, who've got the skills, who've got the curiosity, and have got that independence in their own learning. And we were, we were chatting earlier that Marjon, we don't teach engineering, but some of the softer skills that you, know, you might need in your business, we absolutely teach around confidence, independence, teamwork, uh, communication skills, come through all of the degrees that we, um, that we deliver up at Marjon. So yeah, we, we don't have a crystal ball, we can't predict the future but we're thinking about ways that we can help people prepare for that, even though we don't know what it looks like. With regards to skills and, and, and learning opportunities, the conversations that I've had with, with people that are way younger than I am have been very much angled towards the creative industries. Everyone wants to be a YouTuber, everyone wants to make their money through Instagram. 
I, I work with agencies and look after those who do. And I can say now it is not an easy job. And it's actually way more business orientated than perhaps people think. Are you finding within the, the marine industry and the engineering industry that you're having a, is there a problem with attracting new talent from that kind of, that scene of things? Absolutely. The um, engineering industry as a whole is less attractive than it once was. One of the factors is that the, the level of training is very high in engineering and a lot of people go on to office jobs with the qualification they've got, but it leaves a void behind them. And yeah. There was a delay or a, a missing um, area of recruitment. Around about the late 90s, there was a short of apprenticeships taken on, which created a big skills gap. So you've got younger lads coming through now and you've got older lads. That, that middle area is, is quite great. And also a lot of the younger lads, they don't really want to go into engineering. As you said, it's, it's much more attractive to be in the entertainment industry and, and it seems much more attainable now because everybody can, everybody can be involved. Whereas it seemed unimaginable before. And now people yeah. just like you that went to school with you are doing these things. So I think, yes, it's, it's definitely harder to attract people to it because it used to be, that's a good job, let's go for that with the parents and push for that. But kids have their own ideas now and, and they can see they can see a child their age or a person their age making a lot of money yes. and doing something they know they can do with their phone. So yeah, that is hard. So how where, where do you find the new talent then? A lot of it's through shopping around. A lot of it is word of mouth. So you have a network of friends and people that you know. And when we're looking for apprentices, the first place I'll go is to my friends. And I'll have put on my own Facebook. Does anybody have a son who's just about to leave school or a daughter's just about to leave school? Would they like to come into the industry? You tend to get a lot of interest from the parents who send a disinterested son along. <laughs> he doesn't want to have an interview. But, yes, yeah. but that's just what being 16 is really, isn't it? I suppose most 16-year-olds don't know what they want to do. We get a lot more interest from 24, 25-year-old lads who haven't been trained yet. They probably realise that it's not going to be so easy to go into other industries and then they want to start their apprenticeship now. Unfortunately, there's no age gap on apprentices, on age limit on apprentices now, so they can start whenever they want. So that's fine. We tend to find 16, 17 year olds uh, less than 22, 23, 24 year old yeah. people coming in. Yeah. I, I'm just going to pick up on something because I, I noticed you defaulted to lads. Obviously, I think it's fair to say sometimes in natural conversation, we do default to these, these things. I, I do it myself. We all, we all do it. Why is engineering or does engineering still have an issue when it comes to attracting girls? Definitely. And others. There are there are really good female engineers, fantastic female engineers. And uh, especially we work very closely with Babcock. There's some really good female apprentices coming through there and they're fantastic. And there's no difference in the skill set and the quality of work or anything. Because I can I can picture Jenny with a welding uniform uh, on. I yeah, really can, yes. I'm I'm sure. I would look great. You I can make that you work. Really if you like a trial, we can come yeah. down and we can we can get you involved. It could be a great good change for you. Exeter University, you know, we're not afraid of plugging other unis. I've done some really great work about women in engineering and really trying to promote girls to consider engineering as a career. And uh, Plymouth-based Ocean City Media, do you know them? Yes, They've yes, created yeah. some great yeah, films yeah. Um, promoting how girls can have brilliant mm. careers in engineering. I think um, as the world opens up, as we look at um, not just our parents and our families, but other influences in our lives, I think girls are being way braver in the careers that they might think of. Uh, rather than that really gendered approach from, you know, when I was a child. It's all about having the conversation, isn't it? And, yeah. and, and trying to encourage people at an early age to, to, to open their minds. The Devon Business Show will be back in 2024 with a new look and from a new location. Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce will be bringing the Southwest's largest business event to the Plymouth Life Centre on Wednesday the 16th of October 2024, connecting hundreds of businesses and entrepreneurs with future clients all under one roof. Put your business in the spotlight and secure your space now. This will be our best event yet and you won't want to miss it. 
Find out more at devonchamber.co.uk or keep an eye on our social media. The Devon Business Show at Plymouth Life Centre on Wednesday the 16th of October 2024. Let's get working at networking. Um, Do you find traditionally when it comes to recruitment that it's family driven? So... A bit, the son or daughter a, becomes an engineer because mum or dad was an engineer, that kind of... Yeah, a lot of the times it's also their friends. Sometimes they see their friends become successful in the trade and they think, oh, that's obtainable. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's to do with what they believe is obtainable. You know, we only go after what we think we can achieve. So they'll see a friend who's did the same as them in school and they're doing well, well, I'm going to go for that as well. Which is great because they tend to be like-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might be part of the reason why not so many girls come into it. There's a lot more. There is definitely a lot more. But I, I worked for Babcock before I worked where I am now. And when I very first started... I didn't see any girl apprentices and then there was more each year. So it's definitely increasing. It's definitely something the girls are realizing, yeah, that's an option. There's no reason why I can't do that as well. It is more male dominated, but yeah. it's, it's the same as, I suppose hairdressing would be more female dominated and there is more and more guys going into that now. Yeah, I think, you know, we can't ignore the fact that this is just how things are at the end of the day, but it's great to have a door open. I think it, if, it, as long as we have the door open, it's up to the individuals to walk through it. We can't, we can't you know, be criticised if we, if we don't have that door open. If you, if yeah, you, you, you can't be what you can't see. Absolutely, right? yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to, to looking at the skills agenda, what kind of challenges do you think we have in, in the near future? We've talked about the future, you know, in a few years ahead. But what are the challenges we have for the next five years? So we're still seeing a real impact of COVID in young mm-hmm. people coming through, particularly those school leavers. So at Marjon, we have mature students, we have people changing careers. But if I talk particularly about school leavers, the impact of COVID is still very real for them. So those softer skills, the things that they might have been able to do around teamwork, working collaboratively with others, maybe visiting other places, they've not had those experiences. So I think we as universities, we as businesses, need to be really mindful of the fact that those people coming into our workforce in the next kind of three to five years may not have had as much of those real life experiences as we might have had. Um, So there's definitely issues around isolation, there's issues around teamwork and confidence and communication skills but on the plus side there's great digital skills people are very used to working with zoom calls um, delivering digitally working remotely so it's not all negatives at all but I think we need to be really mindful of mental health as well as the as the skills agenda coming through Teamwork is a big thing in engineering, isn't it? Absolutely, Particularly yeah. on site. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not just for the workload, but the health and safety of everybody on site. It's, it's, you need to have people looking out for you, making sure that you don't accidentally step somewhere or do something that could potentially cause you harm that you haven't realised. It's, it's a really huge factor. Nobody can really be an isolated lone worker in large engineering projects. It's not, it's not feasible. Excellent. So what opportunities do you have at the moment for, for, for young people or indeed people of any age wishing to enter the world of engineering? So there's engineers having a real boom at the moment in terms of workload. There's a shortage of engineers. Uh-huh. So because there's a shortage, that means there's a lot of opportunity. We take on apprentices regularly. We've got two at the moment. We're not having one this intake, but we're looking to take on again in a year's time. So anybody that's, that's looking for that should get in contact with us. Um, the whole engineering industry, though, there's a, because there's such a skills gap and there is a shortage, people are needed. And the best way to get people is to train people up in your own way of working, your standards, and from the ground up. So there really is 
loads of options. If anybody is looking, I would say the best thing to do is get your CV out. Just go. And um, what we had recently, a young lad down at a trade counter was there giving out a CV to everybody that came in. He said, I want to be an electrician. Are you an electrician? Are you an electrician? And we know we got a job at the end of it because somebody got in contact to say that they'd taken him on that was there, which is fantastic. Just driving yeah, that's yourself. That's really good. Yeah, I love that hustle. That is yeah. great entrepreneurial spirit. I quite like that, didn't you? I mean, those are the kind of skills that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, even if you think about people who might be training at Marjon to be physiotherapists or osteopaths, yeah, they might go and work in the NHS or in a clinical setting. Some might go on to set up their own business, their own mm. private practice, who are still going to need that hustle, who are still going to need to go out into the marketplace and say, hey, this is what I do. Why don't you come and, and see me with your back pain or your, yeah, <laughs> you know, your sciatica? Yeah. So just to close with um, Dan, can you give us some examples of the type of engineering projects that you're currently working on? So we're, our main customers at Seventh Star is Babcock, and yeah. we do all the maintenance. Which basically means, Jenny, he can't, he could tell us, but he'd have to but kill us. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very, very, essentially, we fix everything in there and, yeah. and we're great. Yeah. Um, no, we've got so all their overhead gantries in the non nuclear world, which I'm allowed to talk about. Yes. Um, we fix them. So the gantry cranes, we repair and maintain them, make sure they're at their statutory level. We've got big engineering projects, a lot that we can't talk about because they're nuclear implemented. <laughs> But we also, generally one of the main things we do is we'll build these big cranes for you and we'll install them in your building. So they're huge, um, they can span 10, 20 meters and they're running factories picking up loads of up to 50 tons. So we'll come in, we install it, we'll take away the old gear and then go off and run it. Excellent. So if people come down to your store and your stand, they'll be able to experience that 3D virtual reality will, yes. crane and also talk to you about potentially a career in engineering. Absolutely. Which yeah. is a, a great conversation to have. And with regards to, to, to Marjon, you've got, a, you've got a stand here. What communication? Okay, what um, conversations are you having? So we are, like I said, we're talking about our campus and the facilities up there in the north of the city, uh, sharing that we've developed a whole range of new health programmes. That's a big sector that we're looking to serve at the moment. We work really closely with the NHS and with LiveWell and St Luke's, really trying to think about how can we develop that health workforce. Uh, and we're hoping to have 900 students on health programmes in the next few years at Marjon. We're also talking about, like I said, the, the softer skills piece, and we have a fabulous uh, reaction test from our sports labs. We work with... I can think Dan would be good at that. Yeah. Good at that. We, yeah. We, he looks like a rugby player to me. I think he might have some reaction skills. We work with elite athletes as well as community athletes uh, up at Marjon, and um, we've got this brilliant reaction test, so you can come and have a go and see if you can uh, uh, beat our, our uh, elite athlete league. Um, and how do you rank in this test? Yeah, really poorly. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Really poorly, but yeah. you need to come, Paul. Come on, right. have a go. I'll give it a go later. Thank you very much, both Thank of you, you. for Thank joining you. us. And um, just to say hello to a few more people who are all here at the Devon Business Show 2023. Hello to Case UK, Pura, Accord Marketing, the Jockey Club Venues, Roger Young at Jaguar Land Rover and Isuzu. And also hello to Brand Biscuit Studio, New Continental Hotel. Buckfast Abbey and Block Plymouth. Thank you very much for joining us. We're down here at the Devon Business Show 2023 from Plymouth Pavilions. This Devon Business Show 2023 special of In Conversation With was recorded live at Plymouth Pavilions on Wednesday the 11th of October 2023. Supported by Westcott's Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Produced by Fresh Air Studios. Full audio production services for business podcasts and corporate communications. Visit freshairstudios.com. Presented and produced by Paul Philpot. Engineering and video content by Mark Stevenson. Edited and mixed by Lisa Hartwell. Production support by Martin Burgess Moon. Copyright Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce and Fresh Air Studios Limited. All rights reserved. <laughs>